Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Hey, gang. Pete will be back on Monday. Tan, rested and ready, as they say. In the meantime, former congressman and WBT talk show host Jason Lewis filling in for Pete. By the way, for all the latest on the on my take, anyway, on the Trump indictment, you can go to my newsletter. It's called Jason's Newsletter at jasonlewis.substack.com. Jason Lewis dot substack dot com uh, i've got a, a a long newsletter on the indictment another one coming uh read that and of course i set the template for the weaponization of the deep state in my book party animal the truth about president trump power politics and the partisan press released last year and it's what i saw in washington dc and, and there's a story about when i went over to the intel committee and i had to give up my iphone my wallet my firstborn to look at the so-called intel and Well, I won't tell you what happened. I can't tell you exactly what I saw, obviously. But um, I will tell you that you could see this as clear as day and what was happening to the Department of Justice, to the intel community, how politicized they'd become. And now we face a moment where you've got the current regime's chief political opponent trying to be thrown in jail by the current regime. I mean, Hugo Chavez has got nothing on these guys. Fidel Castro has got nothing on these guys. I mean, this is astounding. And I would encourage everybody, normally you wouldn't say this, but I would encourage every single American to read the indictment from Jack Smith. You will be gobsmacked. It is so, A, juvenile, horrible. It's crap legally. But what they're suggesting as to the raison d'etre for behind the indictment, I I will guarantee you this. Trump will not get a fair trial under this judge for the reasons I spoke of last segment. But as soon as it's appealed, it will be quickly thrown out. But that's not the point. They want to tie him up. They want to get headlines. And so they want to smear the brand because they're terrified of Trump. Why? I have no idea. We governed in a very moderate way <laughs> when he was president, but they just want power. And that's the bottom line. 704-570-1110, as promised, right to the phones we go. First up, let's try Mike. He is on hold, waiting patiently. You are on WBT. Hey, Jason. How are you on this uh, uh, thankful Thursday afternoon? It, I am good, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. And thank you so much. It's a, actually a great honor to talk to you. and appreciate your service in the uh, U.S. Congress for the time that you were there. Same um, to you. But I did want to talk with you, uh, and I agree with you. I hope people will read the indictment as well. And if they haven't got time for the whole indictment, just focus in, I would say, on paragraphs 10 and 11. And that's what I want to ask you about. Sure. Because I, you spent, we spent a lot of time talking about the process and making allegations about the DOJ and various other things. Yep. But what's in the indictment and, and I have to push back, Jason, respectfully, because sure. you keep trying to make the point that, oh, he's being uh, tried for freedom of speech. Right. Freedom of, freedom of speech is not the problem in this indictment. Freedom of speech is not the problem. Uh, you get freedom of speech. What you don't get is freedom of fraudulent conduct. 
And that's what these 45 pages are about. Right. And that's what really, that's what the argument is, a conspiracy to defraud the United States. What about, what about what's in the indictment? What about what the allegations that are made? And I asked um, a Brett the other day on this. Are they just, is, Europe, is that just made up of whole cloth? Is that like total fiction? They just sat down and wrote, yes. uh, you know, got some of the writers yes. on strike and got them yes. to create all this? Or is yes. there anything to it? Well, here, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think the 2016 election, not 2020, the 2016 election was stolen? I, I, Jason, that's a great, great way to try to divert. But no, no, I'm just asking you an honest I, question. No, I, 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 hold on a second. And it's your, hey, it's your microphone. You can direct it any time. But I'm here <laughs> to ask your opinion about the actual allegations in the... And that's what I'm trying to get at. Mike, that's what I'm trying to get at. And so the allegation, as you characterized it, was a conspiracy to defraud the voter and the country. In fact, the actual allegation is conspiracy to defraud the United States, which, by the way, is an odd, odd charge. Um, By that standard, the media could be charged. But regardless it, the, if the essence of the essence of the conspiracy was he lied about voter fraud in 2020 and he obstructed let me finish sir mike 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 let me finish and he obstructed the electoral college and the proceedings on january 6th those are the two elements to which they rest their case well, the reason I asked you, with the, the state legislatures, there's a, a bunch of stuff uh, other than just January 6th. A whole well, no, no. The, the trying to try, the charge was he was trying to undo with the independent state legislature theory the seating and counting of electors. But the problem you've got with that is the electors clause or the elections clause in the Constitution make it a presidential matter, and therefore there's a real question as to whether he can even be charged in that regard however above and beyond that the reason i asked you about whether you thought the 2016 election was stolen is because that's exactly what jimmy carter and hillary clinton said in 2016 now were they lying or do you agree with them and if you if you think they were lying should they be prosecuted i again i want to be very quickly answer that in like half a phrase and i want to go back to it one, they didn't say it was stolen. They were saying there were anomalies on it, and they were. But they never once, never once, did they claim and try to say that Donald Trump was not legitimately elected. No, they said that's stolen. Not, that's not what we have here. They said go stolen. I'm going to go back to 2020. And, and the man that you want to have back in that <laughs> Oval Office. And here's the question I've got for you, Jason. And, and you know, you're a former congressman, and you, you swore mm-hmm. to the Constitution. And I know you love the country like I love the country. But what we have here is a sitting president who was told by very close aides, people that knew him and trusted him and wanted him to win, and people he had relied on, that, Mr. President, you lost. You lost the election. And it's his right to disagree. It's his right to even go out and lie about it. That's clear from the indictment. What's not allowed is for him to take those falsehoods and with whatever fantasy he wants to have with it, he's not allowed to then take that and make a conspiracy to say, how can we over, uh, overcome and over, outdo the election that was held for the first that's, time that, in our that's a, history? That's a wonderful we have, speech. We have allegations here. Of Mike, that's a, that's a wonderful speech you gave, but it's word salad. You went from, just like the indictment, that he has the right to speak even if he's wrong. He has that right. But he does not have the right to to 
to conduct a conspiracy around that speech. What the hell does that mean? It means that well, John Eastman, exactly his lawyer, exactly, said... That's exactly, what the indi- that's exactly what the indictment spells out. I know, and that's why the indictment is hooey. All the different ways he did this. Talk about all the different ways... What did he do? He what did he do? Get, what? Well, what? He tried to uh, uh, get, a, get to all the different secretaries of state, and as we heard that's in right. Georgia, all I'm asking, come up with an extra 18,570, that's one right. more than we need. That's all right, tell you what, hold, uh, I, I'm going to let I, you go. I'm going to let you go, but but you were uh, you were civil, and that's a, a step in the right direction, and we'll answer those questions when we come back. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies because being prepared is just smart the heritage life skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that i was honored to be able to be a small part of it and whether you're an experienced prepper have no clue what you're doing or maybe you're somewhere in between carolina readiness supply can help you in waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out Mike and I agree on one thing, and that is I hope you read the indictment because it is the greatest collection of word salad you've ever seen in your life. That's why legal experts are calling this thing bunk right now. It's not going to go anywhere. Even the liberals on the front page of the Wall Street Journal said DOJ has a high hurdle to criminalize routine speech. Okay, that last part I added. But uh, it is rather interesting given the fact that I don't think anybody thinks outside this judge in D.C., this thing wouldn't get thrown out on summary judgment for crying out loud. What, 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 you know, what, what's frustrating about this is that they don't care. All they want is the headline on the Washington Post. Trump indicted again. Because most people don't pay that close attention to this. Most people naturally don't know the difference between uh, what is a conspiracy to defraud the United States mean. Well, no one knows. And this is where Mike's analysis runs afoul. If you take a look at the indictment itself, and I'll read from it, quote, the defendant had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely there had been an outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. But he also pursued unlawful means of subverting the election And in doing so, he perpetrated conspiracies to defraud the United States, by you ready, by using dishonest language and deceit. A conspiracy to obstruct the January 6th congressional proceeding through that language. And, quote, a conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's vote counted. Each of these conspiracies, which built upon the widespread mistrust the defendant was creating through pervasive and destabilizing lies about election fraud. Now, on the one hand, just like Mike, you got a right to speak, but you don't have a right to engage in, quote, pervasive and destabilizing lies. No, actually, you do. (laughs) If you didn't. Hillary Clinton and Jimmy Carter would have been thrown into jail for saying 2016 was stolen. John Kerry, who called the 2004 election rigged, would have been prosecuted. 
a litany of Democrats, from Maxine Waters to who knows who, didn't want to seat Bush, didn't want the electors to seat Bush, not only in 2001, but in 2005. They called on the Electoral College not to seat Bush. They would have all been prosecuted. But people have a right to say what they want. And more importantly than that, and this is where, again, Mike's analysis runs afoul, elections are federal in nature because of one thing. States are determinative of how the election is processed and conducted. But in Moore versus North Carolina decided this this summer, Chief Justice Roberts and the majority of the court said there is a federal preview or purview over this because it is in the federal constitution. The constitution vests the task of elections to state legislatures under the electors clause. But by that very, very definition, it becomes a federal issue. And guess who is is charged with faithfully executing the laws of the United States? The president. So he had an absolute right and duty, if he saw what he thought was fraud, to say so. That was in his presidential purview. That's why it's in the Constitution. His lawyer, John Eastman, said, look, I think you can seat a different slate of electors. That's my legal opinion. But now they've criminalized legal opinions. This, I mean, at some point, if this, and there was a good piece in the journal today by Rifkin and Casey on this, if they pursue this Trump, no president will be safe. Let's say Bill Clinton, let's just say Bill Clinton bombs an aspirin aspirin factory in the Sudan. Let's just say. And he kills innocent people in his bombing. My God, that isn't a legal action. I don't know what is. It's murder, right? The very least negligence, criminal negligence. Sue him and then prosecute him, right? Presidents are immune because if they could be charged for everything they do, they wouldn't do anything. This thing is so fatuous. It's shocking. But you know what? The good news is people see it for what it is. Most people are rolling their eyes. They don't want to get into the details like we are. They go, oh, God, another charge against Trump. They're really going after this guy. Boy, what, what are they afraid of? And it's going to backfire. It is going to backfire. Guarantee it. Let's see who's next. I believe it's Dave. He's uh, in Waxhaw, and he's uh, on the program. Hi, Dave. Hey, Jason. I am really, really enjoying hearing you uh, and your commentary. This is my first exposure to you. Thank you for your uh, service to our country, uh, and thank you for your service to our community today. Well, and let me just assure you, sir, I am not running for Dan Bishop's house seat. I'm just, I'm, that's my <laughs> promise to you today. <laughs> that, is a, uh, that is a bit of a shocker. Uh, I am very sad for our communities that Dan serves so incredibly well. I am so proud to claim him as a dear I think friend. he's, I'm going to talk about that uh, next hour, but I think he's on to something in a statewide race based on law and order, but I want to expound on that later. But your comments on this first. Well, well, I am. I, I got one more thing, and we'll move to that, and that is that I am thrilled for our law enforcement officers and for the rule of law in North Carolina. 
There you go. So I, I'm there. So this whole situation, Jason, we've been in a in, in a cold war, and it hadn't been that cold, really, uh, <laughs> cold civil war uh, for quite some time now in America. And and Mr. Trump represents a very unique individual who doesn't have to. He's not bought and paid for, and and he scares the left to death. Because right. they know that they can't manipulate him and, and silence him and control him. Hey, hey, Dan, or Dave, I want to give you the time you need. Can you hold through the break? Sure, no problem. Hold through the break, and we'll come right back with Dave after news at the bottom on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Jason Lewis filling in this week for Pete tomorrow on the program. Eric Balling from... Newsmax, which has seen a uh, a big spike in its viewership recently. Yeah, I wonder why. Hmm. Name Tucker come to mind? <laughs> and we'll get to that tomorrow with all of the uh, other news. Right now, though, Dave waiting patiently. I want to let him finish. Dave, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead and finish up. Jason, just real quick. In the country, we have a uh, saying called, don't let the fox in the hen house. Mm-hmm. I don't think a whole lot of people are aware they're happy over, oh, wow, we've got uh, voter ID now. This is just another example. We're, we're at war. We're, this is not anything other than categorized. And I'm, I'm sadly not a veteran. I appreciate our veterans. Yep. But, but we are definitely in a battle. I'll just yep. leave it at that. I agree. And, and the, 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 the voter ID now. There, there's the a reason election. that never before, not anywhere in our history, has a a president been indicted or former president, let alone a president, because by and large presidents have immunity. So it's not just coincidence. You've had, quote unquote, corrupt people before. Um, the reason is the Constitution says settle these issues at a free and fair election. If you start weaponizing politics, then you get one side trying to prosecute the other. And that's why we don't do this in America until now. Co- correct. And, and here's the thing that's happening now with our, our North Carolina law. The Board of Elections is going to be able to issue on site a 10-year, 10-year ID for voter ID. Now, that's a fox in the hen house. And if that doesn't get conservatives, and please notice I'm saying conservatives, not necessarily Republicans. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't get conservatives engaged in the political process and become election judges or work at the polls or or at least be an observer, we have got to realize these folks are at full tilt, no holes barred. They will, will cut you off at the knees, and we are in that battle, and we have got to wake up. Thank you, Jason, so much for your time today. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the call. Yeah, in Minnesota, um, Governor Tim Walz just signed two bills that I thought were rather fascinating. One was to expand driver's licenses for illegal immigrants, undocumented people in Minnesota, which they're a legion, just like the Carolinas. But the other bill they signed was automatic voter registration for anybody with a breeder document. Hmm. How's that going to work out at the ballot box? It's so transparent. 704-570-1110. Let's go to Monroe and Greg waiting patiently on WBT. Hey, Jason. Hello, Greg. I was listening to you and your defense of Trump, and it seems rather strange to me that you're trying to 
compare what's happened with Trump with what happened with Hillary Clinton and Jimmy Carter when mm-hmm. they may have complained about election results. As I understand it, Jason, what Trump is being prosecuted for is not his complaints about the election results, but what he did in result of that. And what he did... What did he do? ...was try to overturn the election. Well, then, but how did he, he try to do that? ...to storm the Capitol. Then he didn't do anything to try to stop the mob. For over three hours, he instituted a fake elector scheme with fake electors from several key states... There are no Greg, Greg, there are no such thing as fake electors. Greg, there are. Let's take one at a time. Let's just take one at a time. Who did he Greg? Greg, can we have a two way conversation or do you want to give a speech? I was just trying to make my point. I hadn't finished yet. Well, okay, go on forever. Let's take one of each your your points one at a time. You mentioned conspiracy. To whom with whom did he conspire? I, did. I don't think I did mention conspiracy, but but he's being charged with that. Well, that is the charge, conspiracy, to defraud the United States. Now, with whom did he conspire? Well, there are some several people that are listed there. Proud Boys? I haven't actually named them yet. Yeah, were, are Proud Boys or the Oath Keepers? Were the, the people that stormed the Capitol? Is that who he conspired with? I'm not saying that. No, of course, neither is the neither is the prosecutor. Neither, neither is the prosecutor. So there was no conspiracy, was there? I don't think we've heard everything yet. <laughs> All right, and, and then then you say, why bring up Hillary? Um, Trump is accused of using pervasive lies to overturn the election. That is from the indictment. Hillary said the election was stolen, but she tried the one that tried to rig it. In 2016, we know she created a false dossier and used it to get FISA warrants on the Trump campaign. Is that not election interference? No. Why not? What I'm saying to you, Vince, is that we have evidence, according to the indictment, and apparently from Vice President Pence, that Donald Trump tried to get him, not to pressure him, to commit an illegal act. You, now, Greg, I've been patient with you, but you need to get your facts straight. Pence testified in front of the lawyers in this case, and his exact testimony said he was not pressured. He did not feel pressure. Well, that's not what he said openly. That's what he, he said. Conferences. No, that is what he testified to. Donald Trump tried to pressure him to do an unconstitutional act. No, he, he, he testified to the opposite. Now you're making up stuff. I said what he said in the press just yesterday. Now, he, he, look, I'm telling you what he testified to. It was news when he made the testimony that he did not feel pressured. But that's immaterial. Even if he did feel pressured, that's not a conspiracy. It's a part of all what they're trying to prove to show that Donald Trump tried to overturn the election results. Hillary, and the thing about it, all of, all of you who are trying to defend Donald so Trump... So do you think when John Kerry called the 20, 2004 election rigged, he was trying to overturn the results? Do you think Al Gore tried to overturn the 2000 election results when he wouldn't no, concede? He did not. And kept fi- filing lawsuits? 
No, he did not. Why not? Down, Al Gore accepted the results. No, he didn't. He, he, he yes, first he called did. Bush to, to concede, and then he withdrew his concession and started filing lawsuits. Was he trying to overturn the election? Did Al Gore, did Al Gore try to get fake electors to overturn the election? He tried everything under the sun possible, including pervasive lies about Bush v. Gore. You have still not explained who the co-conspirators were because the indictment doesn't mention any, but yet indicts him for conspiracy. You have still not answered the question whether the word stolen is trying to overturn the election. Um, You are are stretching because you are a partisan hack, Greg. No, I'm not a partisan. Yes, you are a partisan hack. You don't know anything about me. Uh, Actually, I do know everything. All I need to know about you, you just told me in the last five minutes. Unfortunately, we don't have any more time to explore your background, but I would love to. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. You know, these people that have the Trump derangement syndrome don't really understand what I'm saying and don't want to understand what I'm saying. I don't think John Kerry should have been jailed or indicted for saying the 2004 election was rigged. I don't think Hillary should have been gone gone to jail, although there may be other reasons, but for saying the election was stolen. Those are opinions. They have the right to say that, not to be indicted for them. We don't criminalize politics. And yet, they do think that Trump should go to jail for saying we're going to fight like hell. Now, I have to say, the the Trump indictment did not accuse Trump of insurrection. They couldn't have. Because in order to to, to charge him with seditious conspiracy, he would have had to have a conspiracy with whoever stormed the Capitol. Could be the Proud Boys, whoever was convicted of that, whatever. But that was not alleged. So what, what conspiracy charge did he get charged? Oh, defrauding the United States. So basically, he was saying, my tax plan will work. And the leftist Democrat media complex said, no, it won't. We're going to indict you. That's an analogy. You don't get indicted for listening to your lawyer's opinion on the elections clause. And what Eastman and company were telling Trump was... The state legislatures under the Constitution have the power to seat electors. The Senate counts them. You can go to those state electors or the legislatures and say, and this was hashed out over and over again in Bush v. Gore, you can say, you know what, we're we're going to appoint our own slate of electors. That is a legal opinion. Now that's been criminalized because Trump listened to that. He's guilty of conspiracy. This is how bizarre this is getting. 
I mean, it really, really is. And if, if you want to neuter the presidency and turn this country into a tin pot dictatorship, just keep going down this road. Greg, you're doing a good job of destroying the, the United States of America. Not Trump, the United States of America. And that's the real tragedy in all of this. Um, you know, especially considering if this is the template now, then you can indict a president for anything or a former president for anything they did while in office um, because you disagree with it. It's really kind of shocking. Uh, it, it, well, it's not kind of shocking. It's such an outrage that it is. it shocks the conscience, to use a legal term. And equally outrageous is the judge who's going to preside over this case, who should have recused herself, shouldn't have even accepted the case. As I mentioned earlier, the judge is Tanya Chutkin, or Chutkin. She already had to recuse herself from two cases involving Hillary Clinton's scheme to, to create a fake Russian dossier on Trump through Fusion GPS because she was directly connected to it, or indirectly connected to it at least, through um, her law firm, Boy Schiller. So here you have a judge that's going to hear this case in the arraignment today in about, what, an hour, two hours, two hours? Who already admitted that, well, I was pretty close to the DNC legal team. So I had to recuse myself. But you can hear this case. Uh, it's really rather amazing uh, how the, the left hate Trump so much. Which, by the way, does bring, bring to the point, the forefront. Why do they hate him so much? Seriously. Okay, he's obnoxious. Well, so was Clinton. So was Bush. They're obnoxious. Lots of politicians, <laughs> including yours truly, can be obnoxious. That's not a reason. So that can't be it. Well, he, he governed radically. No, he didn't. He governed right down the middle. He passed justice reform legislation that a lot of liberals loved and a lot of conservatives didn't like. Um, he certainly didn't control spending. It was very moderate government. He got tax cuts, but this boilerplate tax cuts, that's Republican orthodoxy. That's not radical. I, I suppose you could say his foreign policy views of, of not going into every conflict across the globe would be a departure. In fact, I think that's, what, that's really what's at the root of all of this, globalism, globalism versus American sovereignty. I really do think Trump is a nationalist in the, the very essence of the word, and the, the elite in Washington, D.C. are globalists. But I really think, if you want to get right down to it, the single biggest thing is, I think a previous caller alluded to it, he's not going to be bought. The defense contractors won't buy him. Wall Street won't buy him. They already hate him, so he, know, he knows he's not going to get their money. So he's a liberated politician, and those are the most dangerous. That's why when he says, I'm going to drain the swamp, it means Lockheed Martin might not get a defense contract. It means that all of these law firms and their lobbyists on Capitol Hill might be out of work. That's really what's driving this. Um, it can't be anything else. 
And it's the most terrifying thing I've seen in 50 years of watching politics. I grew up as a Watergate kid. That happened in, in my adolescence. And I can tell you I have never seen anything like this. I will say this, though. I think this is Watergate's ghost coming home to roost. There was nothing Nixon did that LBJ hadn't already done. And if you want to go through the scandals in the Johnson administration, we can start with the Gulf of Tonkin and Bobby Baker and all the rest and all of the outright lies that LBJ committed. I'm not exonerating Nixon. I'm just saying Johnson was worse. But once a liberal press corps led by the Washington Post and Woodward and Bernstein realized they had the power to bring down a president, then journalism in America was never going to be the same. And now it's become so partisan that you've got places who say they exist to bring down Trump officials. You've got media organs whose sole goal is to become the press office for Democrats. There is no journalism in America that is is literally reporting what people do or say. They are commenting on it and spinning it. And that really did start with Watergate. Uh, and we haven't had we haven't had a real press corps since. One more hour coming up. I do want to talk about Dan Bishop a little bit and a few other things. Stick around, gang. Your calls too. Don't touch that dial on WBT. 